I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So first up today, we're going to talk about a Chinese potential base in Cuba, like a spy base. And then we're going to talk about the Unabomber passing away in prison. Then we have JP Morgan reaching a settlement with Epstein's victims. And finally, we're going to go over Tucker Carlson getting a cease and desist. Let's get into the details. So like I said, the first story we're going to cover is the potential for a Chinese spy base set up in Cuba. So this is news that is a few days old, but given everything that's been going on, I figured it's something we could circle back to. But essentially, reports have come out alleging that China is setting up a quote unquote spy base in Cuba. Basically, they're trying to collect intelligence on the southeastern United States, or that is what the rumor says. As you know, the U.S. has become more and more aggressive towards China, you know, setting up camp in the Philippines and having a submarine fleet in Australia, this all to have easy access to China. And they even floated a U.S. military ship through the Taiwan Strait, as we talked about. So these efforts are blatant at this point, and China is acting in kind. They obviously flew spy balloons over the United States to gather intelligence. And now we're getting this report that sounds like, you know, they're doing something similar to our efforts in the Philippines and Australia. They're trying to set up a base camp a little bit closer geographically to the United States. That said, these reports could be completely made up. The White House, the Pentagon, and China have all said that these reports were inaccurate, quote unquote. So it's really hard to say. Maybe it's not a full on spy operation. There's also rumors going around that maybe the U.S. leaked this information so as to prevent China from actually going forward and setting up this camp in Cuba. Either way, that is the word on the street, so I wanted to make sure you guys knew about it, but again, the White House, Pentagon, and China have all said this isn't true. But in these type of situations where there's smoke, there's typically fire, so, you know, Cuba and China both being communist countries, it would make sense that they might want to partner up to take on their common foe, the United States. And for our next story, we're going to go ahead and issue a content warning. This story involves violence and suicide. So you guys, the Unabomber is dead. Ted Kaczynski, a man who became known as the Unabomber, died in prison at a medical center last week. 
In case you're unfamiliar with his crimes, this man spent 17 years sending homemade bombs to unsuspecting victims, killing three people and injuring 23. Some victims were even permanently handicapped due to these bombs. The FBI hunted him vigorously for those 17 years, but you see, the man lived in this remote area of Montana and was pretty much a recluse, so it was hard to find him in the first place, even if you had known that he was the guy you were looking for. He left very little evidence at all, too, picking victims seemingly at random, so it was just really hard for the FBI to follow that evidence anywhere. He was Harvard educated in mathematics at only age 16. You guys, he went to Harvard and he even published in academic journals while he was there. So while he was a teenager. So this guy obviously is pretty genius and that helped him when it came to, you know, covering his tracks. He typically sent his bombs to universities and had you know, everyone attending college at that time or working on a college campus on edge. He also put a bomb on an airplane once. No one died, but people did suffer from smoke inhalation. His crimes changed the way that the U.S. processes mail and air travel. He did this seemingly because of a hatred he had developed towards modern life, you know, technology, humanity's abuse of our natural environment, things like that. He had a manifesto 35,000 words long that he at one point wanted published in the New York Times or Washington Post. So once that manifesto was made public, however, this led to his capture. His brother and his sister-in-law recognized his rantings and they turned him into authorities. This put an end to the longest FBI manhunt in U.S. history. Kaczynski definitely suffered from poor mental health. I think that's safe to say. He was actually diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, which would make sense given his very paranoid behavior. But he always protested that these diagnoses were inaccurate and he would not allow his attorneys to use an insanity defense in court. And thus, he had to plead guilty and was awarded four consecutive life sentences. It is believed that Ted died by suicide while having late stage cancer in jail. He was 81 years old. Okay, and for our next story today, we are going to discuss J.P. Morgan reaching a settlement with Jeffrey Epstein's victims. So you guys may be wondering from that headline, what the heck does J.P. Morgan have to do with the victims of Jeffrey Epstein? Why does J.P. Morgan owe them money? That's a great question. Let's backtrack a little bit for the answer. So when Jeffrey Epstein was alive, he was obviously living a life of greed, power, and most notably, prolific sexual abuse. He facilitated this lifestyle by blackmailing wealthy, powerful men. And he ran all of his vast wealth from all of these activities through where? J.P. Morgan. So the victims of Jeffrey Epstein have strong evidence that the bank knew about Jeffrey's illicit activities and essentially turned a blind eye. 
They allowed for the sexual abuse to continue by not looking into the huge red flags he was waving right in front of their faces. And because the evidence was so strong, J.P. Morgan opted to settle with the victims and the total came out to $290 million. And last up for today, Tucker Carlson gets a cease and desist. So Tucker Carlson has apparently gone a step too far by launching his own mouthpiece on Twitter. He still has a contract in place with Fox News, which I would assume right now is just to process his severance. But the show he's starting it's a breach of that contract. And more than that, this new show has Fox shaking in their boots. As we have talked about before on here, Tucker Carlson was Fox's most popular anchor. He brought them tons of viewers to their platform every day. And now Fox is worried that those eyeballs will move elsewhere. And more specifically, to Tucker's new self-hosted show, Tucker on Twitter. He got really creative with that name there. But realistically, though, his contract apparently does read that he will be exclusive to the Fox News Network through the end of 2024. So they sent him a cease and desist, a polite legal way of saying, shut that shit down. Now that Tucker has cut ties with mainstream media, though, he has gone super off the rocker. His first show talked about UFOs and conspiracy theories about the war in Ukraine. It got nutty, y'all. And I would imagine that his viewers are eating that shit up. Whatever happens with this lawsuit going forward, it seems that Tucker Carlson will be uncensored. And that will be a true sight to see for all of us. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with a quote. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from oh.